these messages are placed on the internet on our website and also uh, a link is provided on Facebook for them and I never really thought that much about it until I was approached by an individual just the other day who informed me that I, he said, I listen to your preaching and I get it off the internet. And uh, I guess that's, it kind of shook me to, hey, there are people who are listening to what, uh, not just me, but uh, whoever preaches here that's placed on the internet. So there may be times when I say something during the course of a message and you scratch your head and say, who in the world was that for? You know, there ain't nobody among us that that might apply to, and that might very well be the case, but there may be somebody who is listening, who's picking this up off the internet, and that is the intended uh, person, uh, I hate to say the word target, but the person that the Lord is trying to uh, get his truth across to. So if that happens, don't scratch your head. Just say, Lord, whoever this is intended for, make a way for them to hear it. Amen. Because it's not my preaching. It is the Bible. It is the Word of God. Amen. That's what makes a difference. I, uh, as I shared with you, Brother Greg and I were having a conversation about the power of God. And this uh, verse in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, uh, we talk about it and the relationship between the power of God and salvation. So I want to go back over this, Romans 1 and 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. And then speaking to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 1 and 18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved in the process of salvation, it is the power of God. It is the power of God that saves us. Salvation is a powerful miracle. The new birth is a miracle. It is a demonstration of God's power to change the heart and the life and the thinking and the behavior of a human being. It is a miracle. Salvation is a miracle. It is an expression and demonstration of God's power to, rege to regenerate us, to justify us just as if we had never, ever sinned before, uh, to regenerate us, to make us a new creature in Christ Jesus. It is a powerful experience. It is a miracle, and the Bible makes a clear connection between the power of God and the miracle of salvation. If you're saved here tonight, you've been saved by the power of God. Amen. To do a work... It's more than the forgiveness of sins. It is a demonstrable change in the heart, in the life, in the thinking, in the behavior of a human being. Amen. Now, I'm going to read several scriptures to you tonight, and the Spirit of God led me along uh, this way before we get time, uh, before it's time to pray. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 1, Paul says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with ex excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. <clears throat> and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. This ain't a conversation, beloved. Now, I know there, there's a particular style of preaching that's popular today where you get a stool and you pull your shirt out, your you pants, you know, and, and uh, you sit down and you're just one of the guys and 
Let's have a conversation. I've heard that so much that, you know, really, it even applies in, in the political circles. Have, have you heard it uh, uh, from folks, you know, that are politicians? Well, we need to have a conversation about that. We need to enter into the conversation about this subject or that subject. And all it is is talk and talk <laughs> ain't squat. Amen. As, as, and I, I've, I debated about using this, but as Elvis Presley once sang, a little less conversation, a little more action, please. Praise God. We need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. You wondered how I was going to make that connection, didn't you? We need to be doers of the word. Amen. Not hearers only. Paul is just honest here. He said, when I came to you, I was weak. I was fearful. He said, much trembling. He was scared to death. He said, my speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. You were not impressed with my oratory. You were not impressed with my education. But when I came to you to preach, it got done because I preached to you in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And it was for a purpose. So that your faith would not rest in my personality. But that your faith would rest in the power of God. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Andy, why should that excite me? Because Brother Andy ain't going to be everywhere that you are. And when, and when you know, you need to get a hold of the Lord, I'm not going to be right there, you know, when, when the tragedy takes place. I'll be informed later. But as the children of God, we have access to the throne in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that same power resides within us. Not a question of personality. I know, if, you know, they'll say, well, I like, you know, so-and-so uh, because he's funny or he does that. And, and in these last days, it is a shame that we are putting per- preachers, I'm talking to preachers now. There may be a preacher listening to this on the Internet. If you are, I'll call you out right now. It's not your personality, brother. It is the power of God that makes a difference. <coughs> People may say, I like you, you funny, I laugh at your jokes. Or I'm, or, or, or I'm just, you know, impressed by the, the depth of your wisdom. Foolishness. Or as Brother Clendenin would say, flesh. Boy, I tell you what, I wish everybody would go through the school of Christ for Brother Clendenin. I mean, it's, it's his legacy. He's left it. He's gone on to be with the Lord, but he's left stuff a great, great gift. I remember when I went through the school, at, at, at that time there was a group of guys who were uh, a big, strong cats. They was all muscled up, and, and they called it power or something. Anyway, they would come to your church, and they would bend bars with their teeth and do all these other, you know, just, wow, look at that. Ooh, they'd blow up. They could, these boys could blow up a hot water bottle. <laughs> that thing get big, everybody go, ooh, ah, oh, look at that guy, big old muscled up cat. He should have put a shirt on, but he, he didn't. Amen. He blowed up that hot water bottle and he lifted a gazillion pounds and he done all these daring dudes of strength. And boy, Brother Clinton looked right in that camera, slung that finger out to us who were in the school and said, Flesh! It's flesh. It's flesh. Beloved, it's not flesh that gets the job done. It's the power of God. You won't see folks saved. Lord, let your power be demonstrated in our midst. Because it's not some fancy preacher. It's not some entertainer. 
Paul told the Corinthians, it wasn't my personality. I was, my knees were knocking. It wasn't by the persuasive words that was coming out of my mouth. My oratory to you was not impressive. My personality was not impressive. But I came to you in the power of Almighty God, in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith may rest not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Men will fail you. The power of God never fails. The power of God is never defeated. The power of God is never overwhelmed. The power of God is never intimidated. The power of God prevails, and he prevails every time. Hallelujah. Without fail, the power of God prevails. You don't have to be able to lift a 1,000 pounds or blow up a hot water bottle. You could be anemic. You could be skinny. You could be totally unimpressive in your physical appearance and in your demeanor. But let me tell you what makes a difference is the power of God. Amen. History tells us that the Apostle Paul was probably a very unimpressive guy, that he was uh, small of stature uh, as far as most of the folks uh, went during that time. And that he wasn't nothing much to look at. But when he opened his mouth and the word of God came out, stuff good happened. Why? It's the power of God. In 2 Timothy, listen to what Paul tells them. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse 7, we use this verse a lot. I wish people would believe verse 7. I wish Christian people would embrace this verse. I wish Christian, professing Christian folks would grab a hold of this verse and bring it into their possession and say, Glory, hallelujah, the word of God is mine. Listen, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. He has not given us, he has replaced the spirit of fear with power and love and a sound mind. But he goes on in verse 8. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Paul was not in a place any of us would like to occupy. He was a prisoner. Paul, if we go down the list of all the things that the apostle Paul experienced, and then he invites us to share in the sufferings of the gospel. This gospel is offensive. It's going to cost you something. If you believe it and you share it, it's going to cost. There's going to be opposition to the gospel. But we have become so snowflaked in this generation that we live. Oh, Lord, they didn't, you know, they didn't respond favorably. Well, praise God. At least they had an opportunity to respond. We need some more grit. I shared this with you the other night about Sister Bolin. Now, Sister Bolin was no snowflake. You know, she went to school. Her and her mama and sister, you know, uh, over them, they went to uh, 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 Highway Church of God in Geraldine when it was totally unpopular to go to a Pentecostal church, when people would absolutely confront you in the street, when you would be publicly, openly criticized for that. And they would pull her hair. And they would call her a holy roller. (laughs) 
And I always loved this. And her response was not weak. I may be a holy roller, but at least I ain't rolling to hell like you are. That kind of put stuff in perspective, didn't it? It wasn't, a, oh, my feelings are hurt. I've been offended. I've, oh, no, I'm just devastated because this person does not accept me or they don't agree with me. That wasn't Sister Bowling. Sister Bowling was, glory to God, hallelujah, let the church roll on. Amen. I heard her say that more times than I can count. Let the child, where she got it, let the church roll on. Praise God. Let us continue with the Lord. She'd, she'd share that, that poem that she learned when she was just a teenager. And boy, I've seen folks uh, just go cross-eyed. You can't say that in church. Sister Bowling can say it in church because she lived it. She lived it. And Kenny Morris would tell folks, if you want to hear me sing, you'll have to come to Somerville, Georgia in the last of May. Camp meeting at Pentecostal Worship Center. Kenny Morris, this brother who preaches all over the country, He's got more invitations to preach than he can fill. You want to hear me sing, you'll have to come to Somerville. I sing one song with one partner, and that's the only time I sing. This train is bound for glory. This train. Amen. Oh, you can't sing that song. And we are so scared of offending folks. God help us to be offensive with the gospel. To bring folks to a crisis moment where they have either got to accept it or reject it. But at least give them the opportunity for salvation. But oh Lord, that's not political correctness now. We got to be sweet. We can't offend nobody. With, you know, and, I, and, I, and you can see it. We're having a, a multi, whoo, gosh, felt the Holy Ghost. We're having a multi-faith multi conference. We're having a, a multi-faith conference. Uh, observance here at such and such church while we're going to have a, a, a Muslim imam and we're going to have a Buddhist priest and, and we're going to have some cat from the Hindu religion and all of us are going to get together <laughs> well now you know how I feel Pastor Hutchins would you like to be in attendance <laughs> I don't mind coming but you ain't going to like it when I get there amen well, Brother Andy, you don't need to be. I tell you that there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. I tell you there is only one way to God, and that is Jesus Christ, the King of glory. I, and Muhammad said that Allah has no son, but I'm here to tell you that the God that created this universe, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel has a son, and his name is Jesus Christ. And as Brother Kevin preached this morning, God Almighty loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die on that tree that we might be saved. And it's him or nothing. And I got a message for that Muslim. I got a message for that Buddhist. I got a message for that Hindu. You better get yourself a place, fall on your knees, and cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of your soul because if you do not, you will experience the eternal righteous judgment of the Holy God in a lake of fire where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Boy, that'll get me on CNN, won't it? This lunatic preacher down in Georgia, it's all right. I don't care what they call me. And blood, this is going out on the Internet. I may be offending thousands of people right now not even realize it. 
From the sanctuary of the Somerville Pentecostal Worship Center, Pastor Hutchins is now officially offending every Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, you name it, that ain't Jesus out there. Because there is one man, there is one way, and there is no other. Praise God. Well, why these other folks believe what they believe? Because the enemy is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That ain't cost you nothing. Well, that ain't where I'm going. Second Corinthians 13 and 4, Though he, Jesus, was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God. I mean, what's the difference between you and all them folks you just rattled off, Brother Hutchins? It is the fact that Jesus Christ is the only one who is risen from the dead. We know where Muhammad's tomb is. We know where Buddha's tomb is. We know where all these other cats was buried. We know in specifically <coughs> in general terms where Jesus was buried. The only difference is that his tomb is empty and the others are occupied. He lives by the power of God. Hallelujah. And we shall live with him. How? By the power of God. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 1 and 3. Blessed, be, I love this particular portion. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He has begotten us to a living hope. We have a living hope, a living certainty to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away. Think about that for a second. To an inheritance, an incorruptible, undefiled inheritance that will never fade away, will never get old, will never break down. Reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith. Do you have a reservation waiting on you in heaven? You ever made reservations at a restaurant? And you walk up and go, Reservation for Hutchins. You do that because you want all them other strangers there to think you got money. You look at me, but that's why we do it. Reservations for Hutchins, please. I have reservations. I'm ahead of you because I got reservations. That means I'm somebody. We have reservations in heaven. When you get there, they're ready. Woo! When you get there, they're expecting you. When you get there, it's a celebration. When you get there, it's a reunion. Woo! When you get there, it's a reunion. There were two cartoons that were drawn. One when uh, Miss Barbara Bush passed away. I didn't know they had a daughter that had passed away. That was news to me. And the cartoon showed uh, Miss Bush in heaven and she had her pearls on, and she was reached out, and then her uh, daughter that died said, Mama, and, w and the cartoon was they were reunited. And then after former President George H.W. Bush passed away, the same cartoonist drew a cartoon, and it showed uh, President Bush and the little baby, the little girl, and then Miss Bush, and Miss Bush is speaking to him and says, We've been waiting for you. 
<laughs> What's it going to be when people you love that you haven't seen for so long and we walk through the gates of that city and they come up and say, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. Hallelujah. Reservations in heaven for we who are being kept by the power of God. Amen. Brother Andy, is the Lord able to keep us? Yes, he is. Now, I don't believe in unconditional eternal security. You've got to believe. I don't believe in being saved one day, lost the next day, and then saved the day after that either. Amen. Because it's a, it's a question. How do people lose their salvation? They quit believing. They're deceived by the enemy, and they start believing something else. And when you do that, that's when you forfeit your salvation. But as long as you believe, and I mean really, but in your heart, believe in Jesus, he is able to demonstrate his power in your direction. Amen. We are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, now here's the thing I got, I got to share. Brother Marvin, I had no idea what you was going to share with us this morning. I've had this thing in the books for a while, okay? I want you to know. I didn't put that in what I'm about to share in the books this afternoon after our conversation this morning, okay? This was in the, the Lord already had this in place before I, we spoke this morning, all right? Amen. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire. May be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable, inexpressible, and full of glory, receiving the end or the goal of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Now, because the Lord had already given me that, I'm going to share your testimony. Amen. It's not what you do while everybody's looking. It's what you do when nobody's looking. You hear me? Amen. This is more than a shout. This is more than a shake. This is more than a sprint. We talk about the power of God. When the Word of God says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When the Word of God reassures us that the Lord is working in our benefit and that through his grace we defeat the enemy. Brother Marvin got tested. Amen. Y'all see Brother Marvin come in for service? He makes a little lap, comes down here, we have prayer. Why does he do that? Because the Lord told him to. Well, what do you say about it, Brother Andy? I say, Brother Marvin, you do what the Lord tells you to do. Amen. I mean, that's just and, and anybody else. I mean, that doesn't go for him. That goes for everybody. Just do what the Lord tells you to do. He found himself in a circumstance in the restroom at a fast food restaurant. And as he was preparing to leave, he looks up, and you correct me if I get any of this wrong. I don't think I will. And somebody left their billfold 
on the shelf. Wasn't his billfold. Somebody else's billfold. They'd been in there. For whatever reason, they took their billfold out. They put it on the shelf. They walked out without the billfold. Now, here's Brother Marvin. He's getting ready to go out the door. He looks up. Hey, somebody left their billfold. And I can hear the enemy speaking to him. You didn't steal it. You just found it. Finders, keepers. All you have to do is put it. All you have to do is put it in your pocket and nobody will ever know. Nobody's the perfect crime. You can walk out of here with that billfold in your pocket and whatever's in it is yours. The owner of this billfold will never know that you got it. You can take it home and it's all you. I can just hear the devil talking to Brother Marvin. But what I'm telling you and what I want folks to understand about the Pentecostal church. It's more than a shout. It's more than a shake. And it's more than a sprint. And it's more than what happens to you when you're inside a sanctuary full of people who love you in the presence of God. I'm telling you, this thing is real when it ain't nobody but you and the devil in the restroom of a fast food place and the temptation is laid right before you. All you have to do is put it in your pocket. You didn't steal it. You just found it. Finders, keepers, you know, uh, possession is seven-tenths of the law. It's your, All you have to do is put it in your pocket and walk right out of here and nobody will ever know. And Brother Barber's faith was tested. And his testimony was tested. Amen. Not before a congregation of people, but just before the Lord that saved him. Who I am convinced had enough confidence in him to tell the devil, lay that billfold up there and let's see what happens. Y'all might have been wondering, me and Brother Marvin and, and, and Sister Maddie and Brother Otis up here for service this morning, we got all tickled and laughing. We was busting out laughing and everything. Because Brother Marvin shared with us, yeah, I picked it up, but I took it to the front and I laid it down on the counter. And when I put my hands away, when I let go of it, something happened. What Brother Marvin told me is what happened was worth more than a million dollars and all the money this world has to give. He said, when I let go of that billfold and laid it down and gave it to them folks for them to keep until the rightful owner could come back, retrace his steps, he said, when I let go of that billfold, the Spirit of Almighty God began to flow in and through me. Woohoo! He said, like something I've never experienced, when you pass the test, and you're going to be tested. When you pass the test, rely on the power of God. Amen. Because what the enemy didn't bring into consideration when he concocted this scheme to tempt our, because God does not tempt any man. It's the enemy that tempts you. Who laid that up? God didn't lay that up. It was the enemy that laid that thing up there. I've got him. I'll get him. He, he, will, he will, you know, rationalize his way around this. He'll keep that bill. No, he won't. 
Why? Because greater is he is in him than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. But it, Brother Marvin, just keep that billful because the power of God is more than a shout. It's more than a shake. It's more than a sprint. Praise God. It's more than falling out on the floor. It's real. And when you ain't in church and when you're by yourself, the power of God in you is still real. It's still real. And you'll win the victory. Praise God. You know what happens when you pass the test? The blessings of God come. Am I lying? Am I, have I got this right? I just, amen. Hallelujah. When you pass the test, the blessings of God come. When you let go of that billfold, the blessings of God begin to flow down on you, didn't they? <laughs> and, you, and you felt a lot, brother. That's, that's something to be said. But see, the story don't end here. It's not just the fact that Brother Marvin has Christian character, that the power of God rests within him. That's not the end of the story. He lets go of that billfold on that counter. There's people that work in that restaurant. There's people who are asking questions. Why didn't that guy just take it? Why didn't he take it? Why did he leave it up here with us? Why did he give it back? He didn't have to. He could have walked right out here, got in his car and gone, and nobody would have had any way at all to trace him, who he was, where he went. We would have had no, he, he could have committed the perfect crime. But he didn't. Why? Somebody's going to find out. Because greater is he that is in him. Now, I'm not saying this to puff up Brother Marvin. I'm just to the glory of God. Amen. But greater is he that's in him than he that's in the world. The devil said, you can have this little bit now. The Lord says, well, I tell you what, you can reject the enemy and pass the test, and I'll give you, I'll give you more than you would have got had you failed the test. Amen. Now, what Brother Marvin has told me is that there ain't enough money in this world to replace the blessing he received when he let go of that billfold. I believe it. I've been there, done that myself. I've been through the test myself. Amen. When the Lord said, you know, said do this, and to do this meant a what a temporary sacrifice, to say the least. And all of us will be, will experience the same thing. Our testimony will be tested. But I'm here to tell you that the power of God is greater. That the power of God resides in you, and if you're saved, it does. Amen. We've been given that spirit of adoption whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. When you got saved, the line was made clear. The lines of communication were opened. And you can pray anytime, anywhere, about anything. Hallelujah. And the Lord will hear you no matter where you are. And his grace will be poured out on you. The power of God unto salvation. That this gospel. You know, Brother Greg and I, we were talking about that. It doesn't really say specifically that in creation that there was a demonstration of the power of God. This is what power God did. But as far as the power of God itself, that really, the truth of the matter is the phrase power of God is only found in the New Testament. And in, this, and in this context, in the context of salvation, it is the work, the act of the power of God to save whosoever will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And this same power is able to keep you as long as you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The good news is this. If you believe in the Lord, he'll save you. If you believe in the Lord, he'll keep you. Amen. If you believe in the Lord, he'll watch over you. And if you believe in the Lord and your time of testing comes, he won't abandon you. You'll know what to do. Because the Bible says that this same Holy Ghost that moves on us and we shout, you know, and we, we sing and we sprint and we do everything is real when we're not in church and when nobody's looking but the Lord. Amen. That God's grace and his power will not only save us and keep us, it will help us, lead us. The Lord Jesus said when he comes, he'll lead us, he'll guide us, he'll direct us, he'll give us an understanding, and we will know what to do. Isn't that great? Did you want to stand there, you know, well, should I do this, should I do that? That the Spirit of the Lord will inform you what you ought to do. Brother Marvin knew what to do. Not putting it in my pocket and walking out of this, you know, con uh, not convenience store, but fast food restaurant. I'm going to take it up the front. I'm going to tell them somebody left this in the restroom. If they come back, they need to they need to get it. And then people, I'm sure, got cross-eyed. That guy, what in the world was he thinking? Because he don't think the way they do. There's more to this world than money, beloved. And there are blessings of God that money cannot buy. And they are, they are not worth a forfeit for any reason whatsoever. Stand with me. He's through with me.